What up? Oh, I'm a little too low, but here we go. Welcome to Going Commando. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. And of course, joined with me, we got Dirty Dirty Derek. How you doing, Dirty? Hail to the chief, baby. Hail. Uh yeah, running for uh running for my own can see uh vote uh vote uh dirty Derek. There we go. Uh oh. Derek's breaking up. Yeah. Dirty. was doing that earlier. You breaking up with me? No, you broke up. We're on the wrong show. Oh man. <laughs> no, you were. Uh, I don't know. Uh, your connection's cutting in and out. I was glitching. I was a Max Hedgerman. It's all. <laughs> hey, you know we should we should actually we should do a podcast on that uh, on that whole thing, like that Max whole, Yeah, like the whole story behind that is insane. Anyway, but we'll get to that later. Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, but of course, we got um, the the true host of the show, Timothy James Dean. <laughs> hey, what's up? Something <laughs> Caught me off guard there. My like VP. Yeah. Case I take a case I take a bullet. There we go. Sup, Master? How you doing? You know, uh, I had to spend twelve hundred bucks on a new alternator today. We have, uh, you know, all sorts of stress and anxieties hanging over our heads, but I'm, but I'm I'm hanging in there, ready to talk about some action movies. That wouldn't that's part I of mean, my week. That's like the next step after you buy a house. Something always happens. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the truth, man. Like something always happens. Like, oh, okay, of course. It's like, whoa, life is like you're doing good for yourself, man. <laughs> you yourself a house. Twenty twenty, oh. bitch. Speaks <laughs> up like from your dreams, like you forgot about me. I'm here. <laughs> like Dre. Thought I was gone, but I'm back, bitch. That's anyway, right. yeah, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry about that. But hey, you know what? Things are gonna be on the up and comings. Uh, but you know. Uh, interesting day, you know, or interesting couple of days uh, in, in in the past and in the near future. Uh, but we'll get into that here in a sec. Before, yeah, before it gets a little depressing, and then we we, uh, we talk about the movies. But what did y'all watch this past week? Timothy, would you like to go first? You you have had a day of monetary stress. So Let it I'm out. Gonna... Let it out, Bubba. <laughs> well, you talk about all the great things you watched. So, I mean, uh, didn't watch anything really new, but I rewatched a shit ton of old uh, action films. Uh, it was actually, so uh, two days ago, it was actually, oh, no, I'm sorry. Actually, it was yesterday. It was the 33rd anniversary of the greatest, uh, most notorious low-budget uh, action film of all time, uh, David A. Pryor's uh, Deadly Prey, uh, which, you know, if you've never seen, you should definitely see. Uh, so that was really fun. I I watched it. Uh, watched the Blu-ray of that. I actually ordered Deadliest Prey, the 22 year later sequel uh, that David A. Pryor filmed right before he died. Um, but it hasn't gotten here yet. So I, I I bought it hoping to have a double feature, but it's still out there somewhere. I believe it's in Arkansas currently. So uh, sad about that. But uh, no, I, you know it's a, it's it's one of the most amazing bananas ass movies ever made uh you have to see it to believe it um then i watched uh uh a bunch of movies um in the same sort of wheelhouse uh which you know i brought up in this podcast i happen to be a fan of so i i re uh the first exterminator 
Um, I rewatched Rolling Thunder, which is such a goddamn good movie. Not a um, Yeah, and I watched the first two Death uh, uh, Death Wishes. Nice. So I still I still need to watch Exterminator Two and the rest of the Death Wish films. Uh, but I'm having my own little uh, mini mini vigilante movie marathon uh, of the films I phys- I own in phys- like physical media. Um, and then I watched because uh, I got the Blu-ray of my favorite. Uh, Karate Kid rip off of uh, of the mall. Uh, no retreat, no surrender. Which I actually owned in a um, uh, Region Two DVD, um, but I was like, hey, I still need this in Blu-ray. And there's actually a really cool interview with uh, the main actor in it. Um, it's a really great transfer, uh, dis- despite you know, still. I mean, it definitely looks like a, <clears throat> a low budget movie from the '80s, but it's a, they did a pretty good job with the transfer. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's mainly what I watch. I basically rewatched some of my favorites, uh, just because I, I I felt like revisiting some of my my classic, my favorite classic. Uh, it's a films. it's a good week for classics. Uh, Tank, um, I just feel like you're like one step away from going <laughs> mecca lecca high, mecca hidey ho, <laughs> like with your. Tank's got a virtual background and it's making his head float in the air for those who are listening and obviously yeah, cannot exactly. visualize. He's a floating tank head, and it's uh, it's very. <laughs> Funny yet off-putting at the same time. I don't really I know. know how to it was just, it. it was funny. It, it just, <laughs> he was just blending me. The irony is that uh, I actually have that exact same background, but I don't use it for that uh, same reason. So <laughs> I think it's just too dark in the bag. You're you're not being birthed by your your backdrop. Yeah, um, yeah I think it was it was a good week for um for kind of throwback movies. Obviously, uh, everybody's trying to take their mind off of stuff, James. I watched one that you have a fond appreciation of. Um, it, that is uh, Linda Blair, uh, Savage Streets. Ah, oh, so good. Such a great movie. Um, hadn't seen it in such a long time, too. So I, I thought, you know what, like, dust it off and, uh, and check it out. Um, so that was great. Um, directly enough, I, I watched the original RoboCop. I know uh, Adam Danger was talking about watching the third one today. Um, Peter Wellerman can never go wrong. I, You know, I, I know they binned it. But I was really excited that they were going to do a, another RoboCop movie. I was really excited to see where RoboCop is, like 30 years down the line. Um, don't know if we'll ever see that, but you never know. It's a uh, odder things have happened. Um, I watched a really good documentary today that I hadn't seen, and I'm really surprised that I actually hadn't watched it before. Um, but it was called In Search of the Last Action Hero. Yeah, have you seen this, James? On, on, on Amazon. Prime? Yeah, yeah I think I talked about it on one of our podcasts a while ago. Did you? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a good documentary. There's just so much they, but yeah, it's an interesting documentary. Yeah. They, uh, I am really surprised it wasn't longer than what it was. Um, I, I, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. It's like, there's so much in actual movies to unpack. I feel like they just kind of like touch the surface of it. I, I hope at some point they'll do a, uh, you know, they'll maybe do a more extended version or like a part two for that. But I thought from what I saw was really good. I, you don't see, too too many action movie documentaries, so I think I thought you know for like one, it's about two and a half hours long. It was pretty, it's like pretty decent. Um, which I think the movie one? needed more Scott Adkins because I, I mean I think his huh. one is like uh, just I, as a modern action star, he's one of the only really remaining pure true action stars that we have left. But also he's a really insightful guy with a lot of like I've seen him in other interviews. Um, and he always has really interesting, insightful things to say about the genre and about like also martial art films and spe- it, like specifically with martial art films 
And I feel like they just sort of didn't use him as well as they could have. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you're an action film fan, uh, it's really fascinating. It just, I feel like they was big gaps with like Hong Kong film. I mean, they're, it's fine, but yeah, it was still a really fun documentary. It was, yeah, definitely. There was definitely some some areas that they. I'm surprised they didn't touch on, but yeah. uh, again, for two and a half hours, it was. I, I feel like it was a pretty decent documentary. Yeah. I also rented, in, not in the vein of action movies, but just for documentary verses, I, I rented the uh, Wolfman's Got Nards. So I'm. Oh, I want to see yeah, that so bad. I'm uh, gonna watch it tonight after we get done this podcast. So I'm pretty excited about. It. It's only an hour and a half, so I'm a little like disappointed that's not longer, but still very excited that I know it's like one of your, your favorites. Um, yeah. I don't know how long I get the rental for, but if I get it longer than a few days, I'll, I'll just give my login. That'd be great. I would appreciate that. <laughs> you can watch it. Timothy um, is notorious for uh, taking people's logins. That's all right. Man. Hey, I shared my login uh, with M Danger for the WW Network for like a year. So <laughs> yeah, the same hey, here. Hey, I don't care. There you go. Share, share and share alike. Yeah, you know, exactly. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I what I watched this week. Uh, started um, watching uh, a couple like syndicated shows on TV. So I've always been watching Blacklist uh, oh, with nice. uh, James Spader. I hadn't seen it before, but I started watching it. Not bad, you know, not a, not not too shabby for you know made you know NBC or ABC or whatever yeah. program it's on. I watch it on Netflix. So, but um, yeah, it wasn't too bad at all actually for a, kind of a spy espionage. James Spader playing the bad guy, Red. Um, kind of an asshole, so I, I like him. That's nice. Hey, Very speaking cool. of uh, Netflix, have y'all started uh, Blood of Zeus? Is that y'all's? Uh... It's I, good. I'm not what? It, what it's, is it? Like, it's is it a, anime. It's, it's, an anime. it's an animated. Well, they, it's no, animated. Well, no, they call it. They dub it an anime. If you yeah, want, but if it you, doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know, but I but saw the trailer for it. But... I'm on episode six right now, and, and honestly, it has me pretty. It, it, I'm not hooked, hooked, but it's it's. I love the artwork. Um, it looks almost hand drawn. Uh, if if I mean, it really close to looking hand drawn to which I really do appreciate that kind of artwork. Uh, when it comes real quick, to... I'm gonna put you both on the spot right now, uh, right okay. here for the listeners, for the future of movie misfits. I would love if we could do one episode every two months about anime. Yeah, I absolutely. think our fans. Uh, I just th- think we need Derek to watch more anime and get me um, and, and have me uh, uh, and actually talk dude, about something. I've only, I've only watched exactly. Attack on Titan and uh, One Punch. I I, I watched uh, One Punch Man. And I watched Attack on Titan. So uh, Attack on Titan, which is more, but yes, like yeah, I I have I, a hard time with uh, with traditional like. And, uh, anime in the sense of like Dragon Ball and stuff like that. Like I just call everybody. Yeah, I call everybody Gaioku. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know anybody else. You're not it. even pronouncing like, Goku right, which is Goku. Funny. Well, that's why I'm, I mix up like you're Goku, you're Gaioku. I mix it. Yeah, I'm just I'm making them names for people. I think, feel like especially Derek. I feel like I could name like twenty or thirty enemies of the time I had that you specifically would love. Very like dark. You mature should watch, kind of even you would i think Derek would love cowboy bebop like yeah well everybody should love cowboy bebop yeah. it's a fucking masterpiece and you, uh, you know what you know what I'll, I'll give you my funimation account login information <laughs> okay right, so we're, we're, i'm gonna have, hold like, you to this they even have they even have speed racer on there man speed racers are like underrated oh, well, I, I, well i've i've watched all the original speed racer dude they are speed amazing and i, and I have it. seen i have seen ghost of the shell and i have seen akira okay um so you've seen a lot of the big ones. That's yeah. good. Yeah, but well, I, I know, think this would be really interesting because you know, I think 
I think this would be an interesting episode or, you know, mini, mini, mini. Or if anything, series. like if Derek's not down, like me and you could just <laughs> do it, have knockout yeah. an what? episode. Too. I didn't say it wasn't down. No, 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 no. It's it okay. Was... No, you got it. You don't like anime. It's fine, Derek. It's cool. I didn't say it didn't like anime. <laughs> I did. So here's what I'm thinking because I think it would be cool because, like, um, we could, you know, each have. We're first off, like, I was, I was in the. I mean, literally, my first three tattoos were all anime related. Um, well, three of my first four. Um, and, you know, but I was into anime for a long time and I sort of fell out of it and I've only gotten really back into it in the last few years. And then, yeah, I know Tank has like Tank. I, I'm not a Dragon Ball Z expert. Um, I have a Dragon Ball I have a Dragon Ball podcast. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. So like you you bring your own like. Uh, yeah, I still remember to this day. I would go to conventions um, and they were not released in the U.S. at all. And not only were they not dubbed, but the only. The, they had subtitles, the videos, but they were Korean subtitles. So I had no idea what the fuck was going on, but I would buy these uh, bootleg VHS tapes of Dragon Ball Z uh, for like 10 bucks and they'd have like three episodes on them. And I would watch them and completely out of order. But I just wanted to see the like the action and shit. Uh, I did that with the, uh, there was a Gundam series I did that with. Um, oh, but, you know, one. back back when, you know, you could, it wasn't, first of all, it was still called Japanimation in the States mm -hmm. uh, before we started calling it an anime. But, you know, being out of it and Derek being, you know, on the, you know, having seen some of the big ones, but, you know, not watching uh, like a lot. Like, I think it'd be an interesting. Anyways, I think it'd be interesting. There's a lot of times on these podcasts, whether horror or action, I'm like, dude, I would love to talk about this anime. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, you know, so. But anyways, Derek, Look, I well, think we could throw some my way. I will absolutely watch it. I'll send you my information anything, when, so. when we get off here okay. uh, that we can All watch right, it. Yeah. But going Tank, back real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Tank, have you watched uh, God of High School? I have not. No, I think I think you may really. I I think you might dig it. That's my recommendation to you. Yeah, uh, I know. Like I'm looking at it right now. I know which one it is. Uh, yeah, it's a, right now. It's a Crunchyroll exclusive for the yeah. states. So it's, yeah, but anyways, um, but it's based off of actually a Korean manga, which it's usually very rare that they allow uh, comics outside of Japan to be translated into anime. Right. Um, so. And it's the first Korean one. So, anyways, it's really good. It's really fun. But the animation is, it's all hand drawn. And the animation is fucking incredible. And I brought it up on a podcast here before. But, anyways, I just figured you'd, you'd, you'd dig it at uh, their tank. And I, I would love to actually have a podcast where Tank can actually uh, say get something. Involved, so. Say words. Yeah. <laughs> say words. <laughs> no, but, you know, speaking of me saying words before I was rudely, and now it wasn't rudely interrupted, I think it was much appreciated because I think that that's actually a great idea. Uh, for movie misfits, uh, but going back to Blood of Zeus, it's actually a really good story. It's not Hercules, uh, so that's always like a, it's a, a refreshing take on it. Um, the action's great. Um, it's quick. It, it's not. It doesn't lag. It doesn't do. It, you're not bored. There's always something happening, and um, it just the artwork. I can't get over the artwork. The artwork is beautiful. So and, oh, and of course the music. The music fucking sells it. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, not your cup of tea, uh, but give it a shot, you know, uh, definitely there. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to bring up too, I've been going like to a lot of Walmarts lately, uh, looking up for them deals on that, that brick seek app, <clears throat> but I've, I've been looking at it and I've been finding stuff. Uh, like today I picked up like four, co four Xbox one games for three cents each, uh, neither here nor there. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I've been looking like at the DVD and the Blu-ray section and there's like, 
something's been like like knowing at me. Like have you have y'all noticed like the decline of artwork for DVDs and Blu-rays lately for new new releases? Like I just feel like they gave up on on something because I remember like you would be sold on the artwork alone to watch a movie, and now oh, yeah. now now that I'm I, like I saw one, um, oh, damn it, which one was it? I forgot what it was, uh, but it was just the name of the title, and then like a picture, uh, blanking on what it, what what it was, and it was just a, a like, not even a good picture of what the movie represented, and I was just I don't know if y'all have noticed that I know you know, Timothy uh, here. Uh, you're a prolific. Uh, you, I know you just bought like three thousand new DVDs. I would just, I wonder if you. <laughs> you're supposed to talk that. about that. <laughs> well, so that's just funny that you bring that up because I mean, film art and film covers, and I mean specifically film poster art, has been in sharp decline for twenty years. Um, you know, you had the Drew Struzans, you know, the hand drawn, hand beautifully hand painted, illustrated posters of like Indiana Jones and Star Wars in those days. Uh, now you just have shitty photoshops with the same layout, the same like just, you know, uh, profile of the star and like, a you know, very like monochromatic background. It's very it's become really homogenous and boring. And, and, and even at that point, now even some of the photoshop looks really rushed and just gross. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I appreciate a lot of these boutique distri- like film distributors and, and uh, DVD companies and Blu-ray companies who go the extra mile to not only um, give you some original release, beautiful cover artwork, but also what they're doing a lot these days is hiring guys like Jason Edmonston and the, uh, the dude designs and Mark Schoenbach and all these different um, amazing artists to come up with original, like brand new artwork that sort of captures that feeling of the film. But not only that, but they're doing it so that there were burst slip covers. So you can get this really sweet new vintage looking but modern new interpretation artwork on one side or you can flip it around and get the original vhs original first release or film poster artwork and it, dude i massively appreciate it and you know if i'm have to pay like an extra five bucks for that i'll do it i, I i'm happy to do it so um the people are the love and shit that goes into some of these companies that's why if you see these big universal releases sony picture releases warner brothers releases and if it's not like some you know warner's vault release or whatever they don't they just fucking throw. I mean, they literally will just throw any shitty. I can't like some. There was a Fox was putting 20th Century Fox was putting out um, like a P- Predator Alien. And I forget the third franchise uh, uh, releases a few Halloweens ago with the fucking worst, just like like fuzzy, shitty Photoshop covers. And I remember being in going into a. Uh, uh, Best Buy and being legitimately upset that somebody actually released it like that, but most people don't give a fuck. They just want the movie. So yeah, it's really bad too. Like when you see like a lot of the box sets and stuff that are like the like three DVDs or three like movies yes. and one DVD, and the front of it is literally just squares of like yes, the yeah, it's it's terrible. Like I I think it's a lot of repetitive. It's even worse when some of the fan made artwork for films is better than the actual like production of what is like out there like at the end of the day like there's some fan-made posters that i'm like those are pretty awesome and then you see the actual like poster that comes out for the movie and you're like well that fucking sucks like you know yeah that's funny that you say that because there's actually like with the um uh, Scream Factor release of the Friday the 13th box set there's a lot of people online who were complaining about the art and I, i thought the art was fine but people complaining but there's actually this whole subculture of guys online who make available 
downloadable, printable, like ulterior artwork. And to the point where, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Blu-ray of Night of the Creeps. Uh, the it's not the Scream Factor one that's out of print, but they they have another Blu-ray. Uh, the cover art is fucking awful, and I actually was like, I'm going to design my own. If I I'm going to get the DB, the Blu-ray because I missed out on the Scream Factor years ago. Um, uh, I have a DVD, it's not Blu-ray, but that that, is, that looks like horseshit, man. I'm, I, I googled it right now. Yeah, it's all it's ugly. It you don't even like, know. It, and the doesn't even look white balance. It's, it's like exactly. <laughs> Yes, and it's just this weird, bl- yeah, and it's it doesn't screen that movie to me at all. So I was like, I'm just gonna make my own, and so I started working, uh, laying it out in Photoshop because there's even guys out there that will give you, um, you know, you can I mean you can find like the the actual uh, dimensions really easy, but there are even guys that will do like they'll provide, you know, reference for like film company logos and um, original release like high res images of, like original like uh vhs cover art or whatever that you can sort of source and stuff but uh i like i'm working on an original literally original illustration for night of the creeps just so i can have like a decent looking cover that i don't mind looking at yeah. um, but anyways but yeah in fact that's all I, that's a whole other topic like but yeah i'm glad you brought that up because uh, as physical media starts to die away i don't know if you've, you've noticed going into walmart but how much smaller it's so target small, walmart yeah, yeah it's, like it's i brought this up last week but but exactly and so as like physical media is sort of dying out now, companies really don't give a shit because oh, they're like just. You were talking about on. you were talking about uh what like well I think I was Best reading the, the Best Buy right and then Amazon yeah, Am- Amazon saying like you don't even own your your digital downloads or your digital that's copies. some bullshit it's like, I know what the fuck am I paying for then it, it's 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 getting out of hand um yeah wait, which wait, is why I will wait, always wait, be a physical you, media collector you don't own your digital downloads no yeah you don't own them. So they're arguing that you don't actually own it. You basically like you're, you basically are leasing it from uh, Amazon. Well, I don't buy anything from Amazon, so uh, in regards to like digital. But the thing is, iTunes are iTunes beat them to the punch a year ago with that same bullshit that they were going to pull, and eventually a lot of the big, you know, the um, uh, I'm trying to think what the big ones on like you know your streaming services like um. Voodoo? Fandango or whatever, they're also probably going to be investigating the same so, thing. Voodoo better not do that because I got like 200 movies in there. Yeah, digitally. so hopefully. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but again, it's weird. That's why I buy physical at this point because yeah. just. I mean, I still have a good, like, I, I don't have the boxes for them anymore, but I mean, I have the DVDs. I have like 200 of them. Yeah. Just, you know, kicking around. Man, you, I, I you'd couldn't be surprised at what you find. Like, you, you find some gems, like at Goodwill Salvation Army. Like, I went to Salvation Army today, and like, I mean, if I wasn't in such a rush, it was wacky. It's it's called Wacky Wednesday, where the whole store's half off. And uh, mm-hmm. if I had more time in there, I, I would have like taken a deeper dive into the DVD section. But that's what I've been starting to do too. Like, uh, I, I just been picking up everything that I can that I, I actually enjoy watching. I think this is, you know, Tank, I'm really glad you brought this up, though, because it's been on my mind anyways about, like, just physical media and, like, uh, again, uh, you know, the awareness of, like, how much, how little effort film companies are putting into, like, their DVD and physical releases and just the shittiness of, like, just film posters and stuff. But specifically, relevant to what we do, the two subgenres that continue to have success or the two genres that continue to have success on company or on avenues like direct to video streaming and Redbox are horror movies and action movies. Yeah. 
those are the two genres that have a lot of shelf life on those alternative formats because again people aren't going to see in the theater like you know 14 million dollar action films with you know no name stars but there's still a giant audience for those films so there's avenues to see them so with those kind of i'm more likely these days to buy a movie like the guest on blu-ray or or on release because i know one that's going into the pockets of people who are actually putting out movies that i fucking dig and need that money to keep making cool movies like that as opposed to fucking terminator salvation or whatever bullshit like so i saw that i, I mean saw that, i saw that in the five dollar bin the day <laughs> that's you you would have paid four dollars more than four. um but you know yeah that's probably another topic we should take a deeper dive into after some you know uh like research on our end as far as to go in the in into the specifics of what it, what sure. it all entails um the last thing i wanted to bring up because we haven't done going commando in a while uh, you know, I just want to bring up things like Diamonds Are Forever, You Only Live Twice, From Russia With Love, and of course I'm talking oh. Goldfinger. You know, love him or hate him as a person, uh, but Sean Connery <laughs> did um, amazing work as an actor, um, especially with uh, the 007 series. I uh, did pass away recently. I just want to give a shout out to his work. Um, not not as a person, <laughs> but you know. Was he uh, not a good person? Uh, no. Uh, well, he, he's in it's from the 80s he was Go well ahead. 60s and 70s and 80s but uh yeah i mean he was you know he was notorious for hitting his female partners and openly about being a chauvinist it, but yeah being, being open talking about it, about it with yeah. barbara walters yeah um he was also a notorious egomaniac and he was also very different i mean Shut listen up, to what barbara. happened on the uh, i don't know if you've ever heard what happened on the set of uh league of extraordinary gentlemen but it's also very illuminating on who he was as a person um, I did not. Although I'd punch that director too if I could. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, like, regardless, like I said, as a film icon, he's legendary. He's the only guy that could get away with not disguising his accent, and nobody gave a fuck because nobody. he's just—he was just so cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we all know his greatest movie is Zardoz, but uh, I think his second favorite role is, uh, uh, for me, isn't actually James Bond. Is actually um, Indiana Jones. Uh, from. No, I, I actually it. hate that movie. Um, the Rock. I know people go ape shit, but I cannot stand. I don't like Indiana Jones to begin with, uh, as much as most people. Which is weird because I like like serial action film, like serialized action. Temple films. of Doom, Temple of Doom, and I like Temple of Doom, which is the one that most people don't like. But I, I, I just, too. I just don't. I don't. I, I don't. It. I don't know. It's a weird personal thing. I don't know. Don't I, say I, it's I know I'm in the minority. You love Marnie. Is that what it is? <laughs> I love I love uh, his role in the Highlander. Uh, I just oh, thought yes. he was perfect in that role. But um, you know, but again, not also not for everybody. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he's legendary, so he will be missed. Um, you know, as an he's uh, yeah, he as an actor, as a handsome actor, man. But yeah, he is. He's a, yeah. he's a he's a charming devil. He was uh, you know, I mean, nowadays you have a you have a handful of Scottish actors. Um, but growing up, you know, I I never knew any of my my whole family's from there. So, um, you know, Sean Connery was the guy. You know, I just uh, I, I love I love the rendition of SNL on Jeopardy. 
Oh, that's the best, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. Fuck it, Trebek. Fuck it, your, your mother, Trebek. Your mother, Trebek. Trebek. The rapist. I'll take swords for him. I'll take, the rapist. I'll take, the rapist. The rapist. The rapist for 500. That's Daryl But you think as great as Daryl Hammond was in that, as great as Daryl Hammond was in that, Turd Ferguson was the, uh, yeah, was Turd Ferguson, uh, fucking Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald as for Reynolds was pure genius. Um, but that together was great. That's a five gallon hat. Is it funny? It's funny because it's big. Yeah, it is. I love it. Uh, all right. You don't like Sean Connery, just go name. back and watch some SNL. You know? <laughs> That's not my name. I love that. <laughs> Real quick, because we did bring up uh, 007, you have, did you guys have heard the quote-unquote controversy uh, that's happening right now, right? About the 007 franchise? I have done, so please enlighten us. So, in the next film, and I'm blanking on what it's called because I, I do not give a shit about uh, the 007 franchise. Um, it no, no Time to Die? I think so, something like that. Um, I'll look it up. So they have, uh, the, they did confirm that in that movie there is a new 007 and she is a woman, and I think she's a woman of color, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, I, thought was, yeah, I, thought, I thought it was yeah. going to be Idris Elba. My bad. No, no it's, no, it's no. a female. Now again, what they're saying, it's probably most likely a thing of in storyline where Bond um, is basically, you know, on the outskirts, like he's basically a one man rebel at this point, and they have to, they basically like pass that title on to a different agent um, and that that's not necessarily what the, where the franchise is going. But either way, I, even if they went that way with a female, who gives a shit? The whole point of the 007 character is that he, it isn't just one person. It's a title and it's been yeah. a title for a long time. Um, but, you know, of course, people online and when I say people, I mean fucking white male nerds uh, white male are all but, nerds. Yeah, are all super butthurt about it. But uh I don't care, man. It could be interesting, but it is an interesting uh, development because it was confirmed today by the producer. So, um, see where yeah, that goes. But I, I will, I will watch it. Honestly, like I, I would watch that. Uh, I haven't thinking. really seen any. Did I see the first one? I think I might have started the first one, but all of the Daniel Craig ones I haven't seen. Yeah. My my favorite Bond will always be Roger Moore. So that's where Tanner Turway of the uh, Sable Studs too, podcast. You two kill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought he was the one when I was a kid. And I just thought he was cool. And so, like, you know, he I just I liked his vibe. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. I don't like it's weird that we have a action movie podcast. and I love action movies. But there's something about that subgenre of like the super spy. And I do love the. I mean, I love the kitschy 60s James Bond just as much as everybody, the style, the music and stuff. But. It's not like I don't gravitate as much as I do other sort of subgenres, but it's weird. Just like the the James Bond, the um, uh, uh, Born Identities, the Super Spy thing. Just I don't know. It doesn't Born it doesn't Identities didn't do much. it for me. Uh, but uh, I, I did enjoy uh, what was it? Uh, Skyfall, uh, and then the Pierce Brosnan one, The Golden Eye. I like that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. With uh, what was it? Uh, Denise Richards is uh, Christmas yeah. Jones. Right, Christmas Jones. Yeah, 
get to get to open up your present on Christmas. Lord. I remember. I will say, uh, whichever one Fomka Jensen was in, I remember being like, "Hello, Fomka Jensen." And the only reason and the then, only reason I watched uh, GoldenEye was because I had I think the I, I heard about the game, the sixty four game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, I, now I want to see yeah. this movie. And Golden it's still, Gun, and it's still one of my favorite. Video. I mean, people shit on it, uh, shit on it as a first. Po- first person shooter yeah, i know it is totally left field of what we're talking about uh but it's still one of my favorite games to play and i fucking love it and anyway yeah, see that's funny because you know i'm not a video game guy um but that 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 game has become legendary like it, for a long time people considered it the greatest game first off on that system but yeah. one of the greatest video games ever but well now it, i don't it, you, it's so weird but I, I think it goes back to the white male edgelords of video games Oh, it doesn't yeah. hold up. I mean, no shit doesn't hold up compared to today's graphics. Yeah. It's not supposed to, I but know, it's yeah. like it's it's still a good game for what it was. Anyway, I digress. There's got to be contrarians everywhere, but yes. Uh, but I'm glad you brought that up though, because you know, you know, he's it. It does sort of tie in James Bond, Secret Service agent, his you know, in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Now, kind of does. Yeah. Now we're hopping, into hopping back into the pun on the other side of the pun there. On the other side, uh, you know. Yesterday, at the time of recording this, uh, we had a uh, just a little thing called the presidential election, uh, which is still undecided at this point. And, you know, we're not picking sides. Well, personally, for me, I can't speak on behalf of these two gentlemen here. Uh, but personally, for me, I can give two shits about who wins. Um, we're You know, we're, it's all, you know, just government, conspiracy, lizard people, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Um but we're going to talk about presidential movies, uh, movies with yeah, presidents was in them. Kind of, you know, uh, apropos in a sense, Very like the, 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 the election was going on and we were had to record this podcast. And there are so many, uh, so many uh, movies that center around uh, action with the president. And yeah. uh, we're really, really prompted as I was thinking of a friend of mine, uh, Eric and Ryan. And, uh, and they have this habit of collecting uh, Air Force One DVDs and VHS. I don't know how it all started, but they have like 50 or 20 copies of like Air Force One. They find one, they pick it up. Just kind of a funny, funny thing. And I was like, wow, that's like a, it's a very specific movie, but also very specific to the election that's going on. And uh, I thought, you know what, there are other movies out there as well that are kind of presidential based. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be kind of funny to dig into them a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you did that. I'm really glad because it, like it made me have to think about those movies. Yeah, you know, uh, it's especially recently, um, kind of looking back, and there are movies that center around that have like elements of the White House. You know, like I think the one that probably comes to mind for a lot of people is like Independence Day because yeah. it's like Bill Pullman's character at the White House. They have the classic White House explosion, which you know, twenty twenty is not over yet. So I'll just say, like, <laughs> yeah, who the hell is fucking aliens can come down and. Yep. Blow, blow up the White House, and what I would are you not. Waiting for? I would, yeah, I wouldn't even, yeah, I know. You'd be like Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, exactly. Oh, what do you want from me? Um, it's gonna be December thirtieth at like ten p.m. Yeah. Like, I was just waiting for that asteroid to come and like clip clip off a continent or something like that. But uh, I I, dig- I digress. But you know, that's that's one that comes to mind. But especially as of, as of late. There's a lot of movies that center around um, protecting the president. And especially at one point in time, there was uh, the two movies that came out like pretty much simultaneously with each other, which is like, I think it was, uh, yeah, the one with uh, Channing Tatum. 
Yep. And um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Was it White House? White House Down? White yeah, House Can't was... Jump? Oh, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, the Gerard Butler. Angel uh, Has Fallen. Wait, was Olympus Has Fallen. No, Olympus Has Fallen. Yes, Olympus was the original because Olympus. Oh, yeah, it is. It's called it's called White House Down. Is is the uh, <laughs> is the is the title of the movie with uh, Channing Tatum? Is it White House Down? White House Down. Yeah. God, that's even that's like insane. Wait, which one's close. Olympus Has Fallen? <laughs> that's the first Gerard Butler. That's Gerard Butler. Yeah. Oh. Because the call sign for the the secret the Secret Service name for the White House is Olympus. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't know that. I just watched Angel Has Fallen. That's the third one with... Ugh, good lord. But still, I actually like people yeah. shit all over there, that one, but I still think one, that one's more interesting than London Has Fallen. Yeah, there's London, there's Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, and Angel Has Fallen. And, wow. It, you know, the first one's about... Yeah, it's about the White House. The second one is like in London. third one is about like... Uh, the uh, main character, Gerard Butler's character, uh, Mike Banning, being like framed for uh, trying to uh, kill the president instead of, yeah. I'm trying to kill the president, even though him and the president are like him and Morgan Freeman are BFFs. Yeah. They like, go fish, fishing together and shit. And what, was it I don't easy know, for how, lucky, how, lucky, how lucky you can get to be friends with Morgan Freeman president. Exactly. I When I was watching it, I, I was just like, oh, before, like, I had, I mean, I knew what it was kind of about, like, I seen the trailer. But I already knew who like like the uh, antagonist was like right out like like the within the first few minutes of the movie, John Catch. I mean like, it, it was just one of those one of those. I mean I I enjoyed the movie, but it was you know it's, it was one of those you know background movies. Well, I will say Angel or Olympus Has Fallen is actually a surprisingly good movie, which is mm-hmm. why it spawned so many quick sequels. Because gotcha. it's actually a pretty fun tense actioner. Yeah. Um, Definitely compared to White House Down because that one was not so good. Even though it has like you would say the stronger cast, kind yeah. of or uh, I don't know. I, don't I think know. it has like the younger cast. Like I think yeah, that would be Gerard like... Butler has become kind. I mean, he, you know, Chang Tatum is like in big movies. Well, kind of. I don't know. They're I guess they're they're apart. That's that's what I was going to ask too. Like they're not that far like, apart. I guess. Why do you think like Gerard Butler had a such a steady decline after Three Hundred? Dude, because he made a bunch of shitty movies, like whatever that, <sighs> not that failure rom- to launch, but, but yeah, he did a bunch of shitty rom-coms with, and like, oh, dude. but I mean, to me, he's like, he was like the, you know, he should have been at post- the apex of what yeah, like he's the, manly the and he's, actor was supposed to be. And like yeah. watching that movie, I kind of like, that's, it, it just seemed like he was tired as an actor, even in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't even become successful until he was. Older than what a lot of actors become successful. Okay. Him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan became successful closer to mid middle age, which yeah. But how how but, old was right. fucking fucking Charles Bronson making action movies? You know. Yeah, but uh, Charles Bronson started acting when he was like first off like twelve, and he was like doing movies in the fifties and sixties. So he be I mean he was already a star doing like westerns and in and war movies. So that by the time he did movies like The Mechanic and the Death Wish films. He he was well known. He was at that point like, <laughs> um, in fact, Charles Bronson with those films is very similar to something like Liam Neeson. Yeah. Or that's what I've always um, thought. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like at the twilight of what would normally be somebody's career, you get reinvented as an action star in middle age, which is pretty cool and pretty interesting. It is. Um, you'll never see that with women though, because you know 
if you, as soon as a woman hits 40, because, you're playing grandmother. Because and, Hollywood. That's why, ladies and gentlemen. Not because yeah, yeah. we're stroving is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hollywood no, exactly. I'm, I'm just saying yeah, it's like. Hey, I think the, the hard part with that is like, you know, to your point, uh, James, like, yeah, I think Charles Bronson, you know, your, uh, your Clint Eastwoods and stuff, they're, you know, I mean, they they were really put into that role, but they like embraced it and they made, I want to say great movies, but they, they made pretty consistent movies. But I think the, the problem with like the difference between like Gerard Butler and say somebody like Sam Jackson, who was also very much middle age when he began really getting like prominent, prominent roles is that. I think he's just, I think there's a level of engagement with an actor that like, you want to see them. You, you know, I watched Sam Jackson read cereal box. Like he's just a funny guy. And <laughs> um, regardless, and actually like the, that was one of the movies that I, I was, I thought about too. Um, there was, there's a movie called the, uh, the big game where Sam Jackson is a president and uh, he's got a team up with this young kid in the woods after his, uh, you know, air force one was shot down like near a campsite. It was a pretty fun movie, but, you know, Sam Jackson is the president, right? But Gerard Butler, he's, he's a very specific actor, and I think you either like like him or you don't like him. And I, I think that coupled with the fact that he hasn't been in like the greatest movies, like he was in like like that Geo Storm movie. He's in like another. Well, I, like I think it's really about the strength of choosing yeah, the right movie. projects because he made yeah. Three Hundred, which again, bunch of beefy, oiled you know men in little tiny leather shorts and kicking ass and you know uh but i really like him in Den- like Den- the action movie den of thieves like did you, did you watch Red i Man? think i saw it but i i mean i don't remember yeah it, with but... O'Shea jackson i thought he was really good in that movie he plays kind of like a little bit of like cd cop um in there but i, th- I thought it, he did a really great job like in that movie I, so. again i like him i don't think he's as necessarily as a dynamic of an actor as like say a sam jackson who can do like is very versatile but like if he hadn't have jumped around and done like a weird romantic comedy and then even though he was gamer, he, gamer which i thought gamer wasn't terrible I but li- i like gamer it's like a thing. cheap it, to me it's like a it's like a popcorn movie that like doesn't require a lot of thought but even though he was good in it like you know he he did a rom- rom-com then he did the fam of the uh, opera um which you know a lot of people were like what he can sing and that's you know um he just had a real he chose weird movies that didn't sort of which i understand you as an actor you want to take on di- diverse roles and do different things but it's not necessarily always the quickest way to making yourself a household name which that's really where he, that's the route he wasn't going to be fucking sydney portier he wasn't going to be a character actor he wasn't going to be that kind of actor he was going to be sort of a leading man you know big film type and the fact that he wasn't in a marvel role is weird and like but anyways but yeah um it's despite all of that talk i still think uh the the first film olympus is fallen is i'm gonna give really that one fun. a shot too now it's the best of the three hands down yeah, like, it's oh, not yeah even without a doubt and it, it, I thought it was way better than White House Down with Channing Tatum and yeah. J, Jamie Foxx. So it was, that was funny. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I think that that's the other thing, too, is like it's hard when you have movies that are so similar to each other that come out like at the same time, too. Like you have Channing Tatum coming out 21 Jump Street and all his movies. He's Jamie Foxx, like obviously for his Oscar roles, too. Just so trumps out other other you know action movies. Um, that is that is well. weird because now that I'm thinking about it, like, like the Equalizer and John Wick came out at the same time too. Like, si- very similar movies about the guy coming out of retirement. So, uh, 
I happen to really, really enjoy the first uh, uh, Equalizer. Uh, my mom and dad used to watch the old show Equalizer, and I didn't realize until halfway through the movie, watching the movie, the that like, yeah, there was a show called Equalizer. He was an old white British dude. He wasn't uh, uh, Denzel Washington, but um, but yeah, I like watching it. I was like, oh shit, this is. I think this is supposed to be the same movie because the whole like kind of concept of hiring a guy to get revenge for you kind of thing. But the first movie is really fun. I know some people really talk shit, mad shit on it, but I, I saw it in the theater and I actually really liked it. Yeah. There's some amazing cool sequences in that movie when he basically he's basically timing how how quickly he's going to kill all these Russian mobsters and stuff. And he's like, oh shit, like it, I took longer than I thought. Like I'm getting old. Some cool <laughs> moments in that. But real quick, I do want to say the two greatest action films to feature the plot device of having to save the president or keep the president safe. The number one of all time is Escape from New York. Yeah, so the one I watched. That was, yeah. That's literally the one that I was just about to bring up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hell yeah. No, 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 no. You're no. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad because like I was, was going to mention it too right now. Yeah, I mean, that's really the quintessential guys trying to say. And now, you know, it's sci fi, it's future, but still, that's the plot point. And um, it's, so, it's, it's a, obviously great. I'll let like you two expound more on it. But the other one I want to mention is. Uh, because it's even just the performance of Jack Nicholson playing the the president in uh 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 um uh I want to say it's Escape from Mars because of Mars Escape from New York Mars, Mars attacks. attacks I was like Escape from Mars wait why that's oh, not right man, I, that one didn't even come to my mind so that's that's a good one too um, Jack Nicholson is like kind of a dopey naive president is so goddamn good yeah we don't know anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. No, I I watched um, I, I rewatched uh, Escape from New York, uh, I, and, and I had hadn't watched it in a while, uh, and I I watched Escape from New York way when I was an adult, and then I watched Escape uh, from L. A. Uh, first when I was a co- when I was a kid, and I loved it for some reason. <laughs> uh, some people but, really like that movie, uh, but no, it's really it it, it has a very ter- Terminator One feel to it in, in a way the way it was shot. Um, but yeah, no, Kurt, I mean, Kurt Russell was amazing in that movie. And then of course you got Isaac Hayes. I mean, that's, that guy's just the man like that. My favorite, my, I mean, one of the scenes that sticks out is just homeboys just chilling with the gun that he got. And he's like, like doing shooting practice, like near the president. And it's just one of the like most nonchalant, badass things that you could do as a villain. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, fucking. That movie, the whole cast of Escape from New York with uh, Carousel, Adrian Barbeau, Lee Van, the legendary Lee Van Cleef. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Isaac Hayes is the Duke, but also you got Donald Pleasance as the president. So, uh, you know, and obviously yeah. you've got Harry Dean Stanton or Ernest Borgnine, but that cast is great. But, dude, I also love Donald Pleasance as a, as a president, especially, you know, uh, Donald Pleasance is such a weird, unique charisma to begin with, but, um, you know, his weird, <laughs> his, his weird, uptight american version of a or english version of an uptight american accent it's it's a weird Dumplings is just a really great unique uh, actor but um but yeah it's it's definitely you know it's you can say it's the greatest uh post-apocalyptic movie even though that would be up for debate i mean there's a lot of things that you know new escape from new york is like quintessential viewing for but uh you know that's uh, that's that's the first one I think of when I think of like protecting the president. Did y'all um, did y'all ever see? I know I mentioned on the podcast before they had released like a deleted scene, uh, like the deleted intro on YouTube, 
and they have it like in like HD, and it looks amazing. Like they're like he's running with somebody, um, like before he, they show how he gets caught uh, initially. Um, yeah, it gets arrested. Yeah, so freaking cool. Um, if you haven't seen it, go search YouTube for that. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. I, I haven't seen it. But yeah, I love that movie. It's so fucking cool. There um, was in in the '90s. There was a uh, like a collector's edition DVD, like a two disc DVD, and it had a bunch of dope extras. Yeah. Um, but I think most of the Blu-rays that have been released since, I could be way off. But the, I think the most Blu-rays have, have either just used the same extras or. You know, it hasn't been as cool. I think I still even have that original collector's edition, but um, which is the movie's been re-released on D- DVD and Blu-ray a billion times. So I mean, there's multiple versions of that. There, but yeah, that soundtrack too elicits like so many amazing responses. Like as far as like it's they did the soundtrack right. Like as far as where they put the music at and when and when whatever sequence was happening. Like they fucking really, John Carpenter, yeah, man. man. I mean, it, you it can't was, go. It was fucking on point. I would just say that uh, Kurt Russell in that movie too, man. Maybe as a kid, want an eye patch. Yep. So bad. <laughs> uh, I thought eye patches were so so fucking cool. Um, it wasn't until like I got to be an adult and I saw real people with eye patches, and I'm like, that doesn't seem very cool at all. It just seems very creepy. Okay, real quick. Snake like, Plissken was awesome in his eye patch. I have to tell you about real quick. It's off topic, but I have to tell t- t- tell you about the single coolest looking human being I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, I was in uh, Northern California, and we, I was at going to a. We were out somewhere. We were, we lived in Northern California at the time, but we were out. I, you know, visiting somewhere, but we we went to this, uh, you know, this get, uh, supermarket to you know get you know supplies or whatever. And um, we had parked, but somebody had parked right before us. And so first off, it was this like mint colored old pimped out Cadillac. And this dude gets out. He is wearing, first off, he's like six, four. He's an old, old, he's like an older man, heavy set, like a big beer belly, but he's big dude, like six, four, six, five. Wearing an all black suit with snakeskin boots, snakeskin cowboy boots. He had a white, like a big white pompadour with big fat mutton chops, but they had kind of grown a l- little bit in the back. He had a cane. Uh, he had a like a, his, you know, he had a Western style suit all opened with a fucking, you know, his his gold crucifix, big fat white mutton chops, and a goddamn eye patch. And I was like, <laughs> this is the baddest motherfucker. I've-. And his wife, who is like, you know, he was probably in his sixties. She might have been in her. 40s or early 50s she had makeup on like fucking uh like she was in theater wearing theater makeup she had a big ass she had like the most like 60s kind of beehive hair i was like i literally was just like flabbergasted at how dope these two people were and i was really obsessed with like i was I would think about that dude for like <laughs> years afterward. Just like this is the coolest dude. I want to know his story. Where are you from? What like, do you do for a living, good sir? I know exactly. I was like, I'm like, I whatever you do, I need to do. And more what do about you do you. on your free time besides looking like a hoss? <laughs> exactly, just looking like a straight hoss. Yeah. I got, I got at least a six out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
wow, that, that is some that is some prominent attire like, to give you an just, extra out of it. Just uh, pimp, dude. Just as badass a mother as a dude as I've see, ever seen in my life. See, I bet you if I saw that guy, that I would probably still think eye patches were cool. Yep. And would probably still want one, but the guy that I saw was a very sad looking guy with the straggly hair. Yeah, probably looked like he was a serial killer. And he had an eye patch, and I was like, "Eye patches are sad now." And I plus, want, you know, I, I don't want peripheral one. vision and uh, 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 um, depth perception is real valuable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not bumping through enough shit with two eyes, let alone like exactly lacking, lacking one or covering one up. Is but that, still, is that why Snake was such a good shot? Right, maybe. I mean, I would think that I think Snake Plissken and Thor with his uh, eye patch would be bumping into everything. Like that was real, especially Thor. Plissken. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be a. Yeah, I, I would. I want to see a movie where that legitimately happens, where somebody like loses an eye, they get the eye patch, look badass, and they just. There is. There's a western. There's literally a western, like a like a western that came out in the last like ten years, and that's one of the plot points is that the dude used to be a badass shot. And then he gets an eye patch and he can't shoot anymore, and so like he and he's yeah. There's a there's a plot point something I've watched in the in the last while. Um, to get back on topic, uh, Derek, have you? What are your thoughts about Air Force One? Have you seen it? Uh, yes, more more than enough times uh, to say the least. I I did not think it was uh, Harrison Ford's best movie, um, but I thought it was it was a fun watch. Like. When I originally saw, I, I, I granted I have not seen it in probably like five or six years, um, so I'm I'm a little rusty on uh, all the details of it. But I, I personally didn't think it was that bad at all. It's probably not my favorite presidential action movie, but it, it probably ranks up there. I mean, there's not too too many, but well, yeah. I mean, the, I haven't seen it probably much longer than you. In fact, I probably haven't seen it uh, since my parents rented it. Um, I have a weird thing with Harrison Ford that uh, once again might come across as controversial as we well, don't opinion. like Indiana Jones. I just there's there's something Harrison Ford just as an actor kind of plays the same one note character, very like squinty eyed. I don't trust what's going on, and he, everything is incredulous to him. Um, uh, uh, regarding Henry, I actually really liked because he he plays an actual like human being in that. Um, but and oh, but as an actor at that point, like even you know, um, uh, the one-armed man. What was that? The fucking the fugitive. The fugitive. That was a huge movie. Uh, my mom and dad liked that movie. Um, but I don't know. It's just like watching it. He's the least in, like Tommy Lee Jones is way more interesting as a character than he is. Like, <laughs> but um, but I remember the only thing I can remember seeing about Harrison Ford in that is. Uh, I, as a kid, I was like, he just seemed like an angry principal. Like he just seemed like a kind of an authority figure, like that would just be like a bummer to be around. And this was my thought at like 13 or however old I was when that movie came out. That's literally the only memory I have of it. I and mean, in certain key scenes Fucking, of the movie, but was it Gerald Strickland from Back to the Future that it reminds me of? Like exactly. a good Harold Harrison Ford. Anyway, you're not good. I'm not anything, McFly. You're a slacker. <laughs> You're a slacker, exactly. McFly. But yes, it's. But I know Just people like love father. it. I know it's 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 weirdly one of the films that gets brought up about like re, like action films of the '90s is something that's good. And I'm like, really, the Air Force One movie? Well, Blade Runner. I, you know, it, it's what what all, what always strikes me with oh, Blade Runner is awesome. Yes, I mean, that's like really. Good. That's my favorite that, role. That movie, um, What Lies Beneath, with uh, Harrison Ford, um, with 
also a good with good Michelle, draw. With, I, uh, I did like uh, that one. Hey, really quick, just, just so you know, I'm not sure if it's on yeah. your end, uh, Derek, but um, Jimothy, you're frozen. Is he frozen for you, sir? He is not frozen for oh, me. Okay. He's still uh, in live worry. action. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Sorry about that. Continue. Um, no worries. No, you're good. But I always find it was a very interesting Air Force One. It's just another, another example of this. Is like all the bad guys in certain like 90s movies, actually, yeah. are all Russian. <laughs> Like, like we haven't quite gotten over the Cold War yet. So even in 1997, we're gonna, we're still make you guys the, the bad guys. This, Derek, this do you watch um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I do. You do, or I you do not? I I no, I do. I yeah, I've seen them all. So the episode, which sort of is like, uh, which was actually I think one of the best episodes of the last few seasons, but um, where they go to see Thundergun Four, and uh, <laughs> you know everything they. They break down about like you know modern action films and everything, and I mean the first thing I always think of is Hanging Dong and their willingness to <laughs> not even their their insistence <laughs> upon seeing Hanging Dong. Hanging Dong. But yeah, it's like um, you know, it's I don't even know well, why did I bring it up. There was a reason I brought this up. What were you just saying? Hanging Dong, bub. <laughs> well, I was just saying that every, every, yeah, Hanging, hanging Dong. That that like there's just a always oh yeah because that's no, exactly thank you for reminding me so the whole thing where Frank is saying like like well I don't get who the villain is and they're like well because and like they have the whole thing like villains have to be different from us so you know they have to either have a funny accent but it can't be French that's yeah we're Max Max like Max like we should make yeah. it German <laughs> or how about French nobody yeah, yeah but nobody's French. afraid of the French they're all. Nobody's afraid. So he's like, French. he's like, that's yeah, vaguely right. Eastern European, and I'm like, that's every goddamn action film since fucking yeah. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, like the Cold War, and and then everybody after that, all the bad guys were always like Eastern European or Russian, um, still to this day. And Air Force One is no exception to that um, action movie formula, uh, being that it is a, a Russian attack. So I haven't seen any of the. Um, that like uh, in the line of duty or in the line of fire, or whatever. Not in, is that what it is? The uh, Cleeswood, where he's playing like, the secret series. Like I haven't seen any of those. Like again, that's just not normally in my wheelhouse. Um, it, those that's a movie my mom would have rented, and I probably would have mm-hmm. walked in and out of while she was watching it. But uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those films as well. But again, big plot point is it you know protecting the president, and there's a conspiracy and. No, I, I I remember vaguely my parents watching that movie. Um, the, there's another one too, um, Absolute Power. That was the other. Yeah, one that's the other one I was thinking of exactly. Uh, yeah, with Clint Eastwood as well. Um, I was like, there was yeah, two I mean, Clint Eastwood was, ones, and I couldn't remember both of them. Um, one I really did like growing growing up. Like I don't know why I liked it. It's not really an action movie, but it's a presidential base. It's all the president's men. Yeah, that's a great with, movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. Yeah, that's a great movie. Not an action movie, but it's still a good, good presidential thriller. Uh, yeah, thriller kind of movie. But, but yeah, I was like, you know, all the presidents spent. I mean, uh, in the line of fire or Frost, Frost Nixon or Absolute Power. You know, Thirteen Days. All those movies were kind of like they were great, but I mean, they they just never really got appealed to me. They were more like my parents' films. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, there's a ton of great like. TV like 24 and you know the West Wing, lots of presidential drama type shows, but yeah, that's not really a you know. I feel like to me, having the president in the movie, you ha- it's either you use it in a way that's like fucking, you know, um, uh, what's the movie about? It's not 
there's two movies about the the asteroids headed to Earth. One of them is obviously uh, Armageddon. Uh, uh, well, one is one is right. It's a deep impact. Deep impact. That's what I'm. So like where it's like that. So the president is used is sort of like, you know, he's in the movie because he's like, you know, he's, you know, apparently he's the has the fate of the free world in his hand. But it's really the scrappy underdog like scientists or whatever they have to solve it or which is i still think the the in a pure action sense the greatest cinematic uh president which is in independence day where he gives that fucking speech that still embarrassingly gets me a little like worked up but like Mm -hmm. you want you want a bill pullman fucking just we're gonna save the day president then like yeah that's what we need we need a a president that's also going to get in a you know jet fighter or whatever bullshit. But anyway, so he's going to blow shit up and, exactly. and defeat the aliens, getting his hands. Today free. is our Independence Day, and I'm just yeah, fuck yeah, brother. So. Yeah, I mean it gets ready. That's that's Randy Quaid. That's Randy Quaid in his fighter jet. America. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. You will not get in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go Randy Wade. James, have you seen the uh, one movie that came to mind too? That uh, it's it's more like a first lady thing, but is uh, Charles Bronson in Assassinations? I have seen it, and I haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, yeah like uh... I, I haven't seen it in a very long time either. But it just kind of popped in my mind when you were talking about your earlier watches and uh, you know what you watched this week, and I was like, that's that's yeah, that whole good, like what yeah that the, that that. Uh not one of his better of that uh, era of films, but, you know, uh, I, I feel like sev- the 70s and especially like the late 70s, early 80s, um, a lot of they, those action films are smart, but they're also really dry or have a lot of like too much, too much exposition and like, uh, you know, it's... Uh, well, Assassination came out in 87. Was it 87? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like 83. 84 87 good sir 87 shit that's a de- that was like the tail end of his career too yeah Why but yeah it's uh, but i will say this though you know people like think that you know uh you know the u.s president doesn't matter like it doesn't matter who we put in the white house um it does it definitely does because uh you know that's how policies are enabled and now more than ever is it obvious very obvious the kind of president the, the the kind of impact that the u.s president can have uh not just on the pre- the united states but globally but you know um you know the idea of being able to get to a u.s president and kill a u.s president has become more and more impossible over the years because the amount of sheer security um even when the white house isn't fucking you know protected by a giant concrete uh structure as it is currently but like you know, kill, trying to kill the U.S. president is basically like trying to rob Fort Knox. Like it is literally there. Every movement the president does is so well protected and as it should be. You know, that's, you know, the leader of the United States, regardless of whether or not you agree with his opinion or if you think he's a terrible human being, like he's still the president of the United States. And like, you know, uh, he's he's yeah. he's the leader of uh, the United States. I, I'm trying to keep it very uh, <laughs> civil. But what he's trying to trying to say is. Uh, even an orange-haired shit weasel uh, does not deserve to be uh, clipped. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, well, and the, the thing is, but you know, it isn't. It, it's a good <laughs> dramatic device because it's definitely, you know, like well, you know, killing the president. That's as high stakes as you can get. I mean, if you're talking about in the, especially as in the last fifty years, the, it, you know, the United States has been the dominant. You know, Western civilization. You know, we've influenced everything from you know entertainment and you know culture, blah blah blah. So you know, you know, the president of the United States sort of is sort of like the leader of the free world. That's literally what he's been called, you know, since the goddamn sixties. But it's a it's an interesting premise, and so there's always going to be that built-in drama there. But uh, it would be interesting to see like a completely different take on it. Like instead of like terrorists are trying to kill the president, or I'd like to see something different. Like you know, um, the the president's you know, kid is trying to like do something different, but again, there's that built-in drama there that I think is like that's why a serial killer movie that takes place in the White House under lockdown. There you go, I like it. I watched you that. Go. You can't get out, Randy. Right? It's it's all lockdown, Secret Service, and NBC Glenn service Danzig is the president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, America. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about how come Glenn Danzig's never done a doo-wop album. Like that guy, he did a he's he's he just did his Elvis. He's oh releasing, no shit. I don't know. Yeah, he did his. He's uh, I don't know if it's actually released. It is released. I know it's released. So yes, he did his Elvis album. So it's a full album God, of Elvis covers. Yes, yeah. you know it's not great. We we knock on him, but he has a good voice, man. I love his voice. He yeah. does. He we're used to anyways. Yeah. Um, I will say though, biggest props. Uh, not necessarily an action film, although there's action elements, but uh, one of the greatest. Uh, av- presence in film history goes to terry cruz and idiocracy the, the documented 2006 uh, yeah. documentary, documentary idiocracy yeah, yeah it's, stole, it's my come out, stole my thunder camacho. sorry <laughs> brother camacho i was saving it for the end i was gonna ask you if i've seen that documentary <laughs> yeah so i'm just this is my last thing before we go out for me if you had to cast right now who would you cast as your dream cinematic president oh do you have a perfect cinematic president Derek, I'll let you go first. That's oh God! Like, are we talking about like a serious like president? Can be at whatever you want to be. I think I would do a comedy president, and I would do the guy who, uh, you know, is in all the Adam Sandler movies. That is uh, always playing the big dumb Adam Sandler. No, no, not Adam Sandler, but is is the other guy that's in the movies? Uh, Kevin he, James. No, he was in the he was in Grandma's Boy. He played the roommate. Oh, where he's, that's weird. He's like, Kevin James <laughs> plays the president in an action movie. In he does. He plays in. Uh, he plays in. Um, uh, uh, what is uh, it? Pixels. Uh, Pixels. Yes. Weird. Anyway, sorry. I interrupted. Um, Go ahead, Derek. No, big guy. It's a big guy who's like he plays in the in Grandma's Boy. Now I'm gonna have to like get his name. Like, oh, plays like, yeah. I love. From, I love. I love Madame Cavez. The the uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, and he was the—he uh, was the cross-eyed guy in uh, in in uh, in, in uh, Waterboy. Let's see. Um, yeah, that's right. He's always like, "Oh, what are you laughing at?" <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just he's Jonathan, one of Adam Jonathan Lufrin. Yeah, yeah, he's just one of Sandler's friends. Tank, do you have a do you have a dream cinematic president? I don't have a dream, but I, you know, just thinking about it, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if it was a serious one, I'd probably put like I don't know Christian Bale in there. Uh, okay. If, if, if it's uh, if it's funny, uh, let's switch it up. If it's funny, I want to do Johnny Depp or Al Pacino. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm gonna go with Walton Goggins. First off, I'd put oh. Walton Goggins as anything. But I want to see Walton Goggins play a real like slimy, scumbaggy, <laughs> lying I love like con artist president. Damn. I think he's so good. He's the best. If you he's the best. If you haven't I mean like vice presidents uh, uh, vice principal, sorry. Vice Principal, wow. and then uh, The Righteous Gemstone, which I cannot I, wait for the next season. Yeah, Actually, yeah, I would pick Danny McBride as my, my other That's, comedy. There you go. My as the Vice President. <laughs> as the Vice President, yeah. Dude, that <laughs> needs or, to be a show. Or if, like, yeah, like, he he's, like, I would love I would love a show where, like, and I, mean, I think they've done this show before, where, like, I think they did like a true story. Kiefer Sutherland is like designated survivor. Where he's like the third or fourth person down. Yes. and everybody gets killed. But I would love like a comedy version of that, where like this is like the seventh person down. Like that doesn't do anything, and like everybody else dies, and he becomes president like by by proxy. And it is, uh, yeah, it is Danny McBride. <laughs> like, but in a, like a true east down, east down and out, like uh, eastbound down. Yeah, eastbound and down, like kind of kind of mentality uh, as well. I don't know who I pick for a serious act. You know who I pick? Tom Hanks. Tom, I pick Tom Hanks as a serious, yeah. like, president. I think he'd be a good, like, like a true blue president guy. But it's doing a serious one. I mean, you got Tom Hanks. Let's see. I mean, you got good old DDL. You could do that. I mean, he did Lincoln. I'm sure he would knock it all out of the park for a you know US yeah. former current president. Well, Daniel Daly just kind of makes me fall asleep. So <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you don't like Gangs of New York? I love Gangs of New York. I'm just saying like certain things like there will be blood. I don't know, man. It's just there's something about him that makes me tired. Really? Man, he's so good. I didn't say he was a good I I didn't say he's a good actor. Like I James, will always give him props. Agrees? My, my 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 left foot no, I... uh it was is is great is a great movie. I just something about it, man. It just puts me like I, I, have I to, don't. Like, take it, I have to take him in doses. I mean, I I just went on record as saying I'm not the big uh, biggest fan of uh, Indiana Jones, so I I have no room to talk. But I do find that massively surprising. But it's fine. Teach their own. I, I, yeah, I, like I said, I I I don't dislike him. I just uh, no, and that's it, just like a personal I, preference. I, just, I get I, it. Like I have to, I just have to be in the mood to watch him because if I'm not in the mood, like. Just like I just his tone, like just makes me like sleepy. I mean, that's all. <laughs> that I mean, I know <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion, and it's not right, it's not wrong, you know. But goddamn, I mean, we're. I think this podcast, this episode, is going to cause us to lose our right to make movie podcasts. <laughs> They're like, wait, he, this motherfucker, these motherfuckers don't like Indiana Jones or uh, Last the, of the fucking actor Mohicans. of the. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! What you? You you don't like Kevin Costner? Yeah, dude, do not compare Kev as an actor, the fucking man, the postman. To fucking, there will be blood. Dancing man. This is a joke. Tin cup. Tin cup. Oh, All right, we done. Hey, well, that's a presidential movie. Hey, that's a presidential movie. Kevin Costner. What was it when he was the last vote? What was it? Uh, let's see. Kevin Costner. Let me let me try this yeah. music for a little bit on it. We'll start it over here in a little bit. Kevin Costner. What was it? Kevin Costner, President movie. Uh, Swing Boat. That's what it was called. <laughs>
Oh man. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been our. This is this is why I sit with Carter and demolition man. Demolition okay. man. President Schwarzenegger. All right. Well, what did you think of our you know of our conversations today? I think uh, I'm going to go on the record and say this is our the best going commando we've ever recorded. <laughs> I, I, I just think it had every all the elements of it. Yeah, exactly. This shit was presidential, I tell you what. President. That's right. Because it's electrolytes, and that's what plants need. That's what they, they said they, they need the electrolytes. It always, that also reminded me of... What is an electrolyte? What plants need? That always reminded me of like that Bill Hicks uh, the, uh, JFK assassination bit that he did. Uh, it, if you haven't seen it, you, you can YouTube it. I don't want to go into a deep explanation of that. But anyway, if you enjoyed our conversation and you want to get more of it, feel free to follow us on Spotify. Uh, don't forget to go out and look for, uh, if it's not there already, uh, Movie Misfits. It's a brand new one. It's not the old one. Uh, the, cur- the, the, the one that's currently there, uh, which is I'm sure is dog shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Uh, but you know, you just go go out there and uh, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, but you know, uh, I would say follow us on social media, but don't do that right now because uh, we're gonna have new social media for Movie Misfits. Uh, that'll be. Plus, you don't want to be on social media right now, anyway. Yeah, so. stay the fuck off. And look, I agree. I agree with what Jimothy said, but you know, you just gotta live your life. You know, love everybody as, as you would want to be loved. Respect everybody's decisions. You know, and treat everybody with, with respect and, you know, and just be a good person. Keep on loving each other, and that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, but you know what? Jimothy or, or, or Garrett, which one do y'all want? Who wants to close it out? I do not care. I, I very much. This is, you know what? Which one has the more electoral votes, Jimothy or myself? Like, that's. Oh, I'm going to say, you know what? You know what? For uh, your Daniel Day Lewis uh, one, you lost electoral votes, sir. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you know, whatever happened to you, you could have your own opinion about something. You know what? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm end it uh, with this. We're going to take the rapish for 500. Yeah. Trebek. This one's there you go. You. That's the best way. Suck to it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. Suck it. All right, guys. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> your right. mother's a whore, Trebek. This right. is uh, a bad fucking really bad Sean Connery. This is uh, Turd Ferguson saying we'll see you. This is going commando. And this Look one, at my five-gallon hat. <laughs> this one's for you, Sean Connery. See you later. <laughs>